Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Well, Brock Nelson has done it again, folks. His second of the game, six of the postseason. Tuka Rask went out to play the puck, put it in the uh, left corner. Defenseman couldn't handle it. Turnover, Brock Nelson. Johnny on the spot. And boom, the Islanders are up by two goals now with uh, just under five minutes to play here in the second period. Game six, East final winner moves on to the Stanley Cup semifinal to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Bruins, uh, not a very good even strength game. They got their one goal on the power play from Brad Marchand, but uh, the play has been carried uh, very much by the New York Islanders, who uh, play a lot like the the Montreal Canadiens have played in these playoffs with this tenacious you know, row four lines, uh, the, this tough, gritty style that you need, and they, they keep on doing it. The Oilers signing Devin Shore to a two-year deal worth $850,000. That's the average annual value. Uh, Norris Trophy candidates announced today, Adam Fox of the Rangers, Victor Hedman of the Lightning, and Kale McCarr of the Avalanche, uh, Darnell Nurse of the Oilers, uh, not nominated despite having a, a pretty good offensive year. Uh, it'd be interesting to see where he ended up. NBA tonight, just the one playoff game. It's in the West, uh, game two, second round series between the Phoenix Suns are up one game to nothing on the um, uh, the uh, Denver Nuggets and the Chicago White Sox and Toronto Blue Jays. They're tied at one, bottom of the third inning, and the Jays tied it up on a Randall Gritchick homer, his sixth of this, or his, uh, well, what is it now? What's his uh, home run total? I'm not sure. But anyway, it was his sixth homer of his Blue Jays career of 450 <laughs> 450 feet plus. Like that that's amazing. So a tape measure shot for Randall Gritchick who is uh, tied uh, that uh, that game at 1 in Chicago with the White Sox. Well, we've been talking a lot over the last uh week or so the reveal of the Edmonton Elks we had Alan Watt last night their executive director of marketing uh, to discuss just how good the merchandise sales have been going and what did he say they've uh, sold as much merch over seven days as they would sell in three straight home games and that's good home games so that's pretty impressive and uh, a fellow who was in the intro video to the name and another individual I have not talked to for a while it's been way too long and I'm happy I get to talk to him again uh Edmonton Elks defensive end Kwaku Boateng Kwaku how you doing man it's great to talk to you again hey I'm doing great how you doing uh, I'm doing I'm doing awesome uh you are now a, a officially an Edmonton Elk with the Edmonton Elks, it's nice to put a name to the uh, to to the uh, to the team now instead of calling you. Uh, you're a member of the Edmonton football team, and you were part of that intro video uh, with uh, Ryan King, who is now retired. Uh, one heck of a long snapper. What was it like to be involved in that kind of that historic moment and be in that video? 
Um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, for the most part, they had me running, um, running a lot. So it turned out to be more more so of a workout than uh, like a promotional video. But it was lots of fun, to be honest. Um, the people that were working on it were great. Um, they had a great vision for it. Um, They're investing in it, so. I just felt like uh, it was just the right moment, and um, I, was, I was happy to see a final product. What was it like to strap that helmet on? You know, because like, it's 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 different. I know the double E sting, but it's you know you got the antler antlers on the helmet now. I guess for you, it's like just put on a helmet, let me play, man. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Was like um, I, I can understand from like the fans' standpoint, you could see us wearing the helmets, but. Um, yeah, at this point, I just want to put on any helmet, right? So, but the helmets look great from um, outside. I actually didn't get a chance to look at the helmet when I first put it on. So, um, after getting a chance to see the antlers coming out of it, um, it's definitely a nice touch. But I'll, I'll forever miss the double E. Now, I, I don't know if it was it was uh, creative editing, but I didn't know Ryan King could throw a football that well. Now, could he actually throw a football that well, or, or was that creative editing? No, <laughs> no, King, King, no, King is athletic. King, King, King knows. Uh, um, I, 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 I like the the part where King is running through the forest. I'm glad I didn't have to do that part. I probably would have tripped or something. But King is he's an athletic snapper. So, um, <laughs> no, he's he's a good he's a good quarterback as well. Yeah, no, no question about it. Going to be weird not to have him as a as a teammate this year, I'm sure, because uh, you know he's uh, he's been one of those mainstays uh, on the team, and you've played with him since uh, 2017. So that's, that's going to be a little strange, maybe not to have 53 out there anymore. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, luckily, um, I've, I've always kept in touch with uh, King, so. Um, he'll definitely be missed um, just from the leadership standpoint and also um, just a great guy off the field, right? Especially someone to uh, um, <clears throat> to look at as a great example for a Canadian football player. Uh, just to update the uh, the uh, hockey game tonight, uh, Kyle Palmieri has now scored the seventh goal of the playoffs, so the Islanders now up 4-1 on the Boston Bruins, uh, getting to the late stages of the second period. A win by the Islanders, and they're off to the Stanley Cup semifinal to play the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, you mentioned you you, you got the chance, Quaco. We're speaking with Quaco Botang, Edmonton Elks defensive end here on 6:30. Chet Inside Sports. You mentioned you got to do a lot of running, so that video was was probably good for you for that 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 training period, and you know where you know to get get closer to a training camp here hopefully in a in a, a month from now or so and uh i guess what's it been like you know to 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 wait this out so long and we're now we're so close to the to the reality of you know we're, we're probably going to get back on the field here yeah it's just been um just been been more more so focusing on discipline you know what i mean just making sure that uh you're doing things that help align to what you want to do in the future. So um, things like whether it's me spending time um, running my sax racks camps or sax racks um, sessions, it is just having my mindset always around football, always around my craft. Um, whether I'm on the field or not, I'm, I'm always working on my pass rush skills. So it allows you, it's like the saying, it's like, when you're always repair, you don't have to get ready. So I think it just this moment, this time that we're in, just you have to reinforce, um, go back to, your fundamentals go back to all those things so for me personally i've enjoyed this time to just go back to my fundamentals work on the things that i need to work on stay healthy i'm sure a lot of athletes would say and agree with me is that it's probably the healthiest we've all felt right so um (laughs) 
we're at a point where obviously we're anxious to be back on the field, but we're also, um, for the most part, if, if you're smart, this is a great time for us to um, get back in shape and feel good, make our bodies feel great. Were you able to find a, a rhythm with working out? Because I know when the pandemic started, that was hard for a lot of athletes and uh, people, period. But, you know, especially for you as a professional athlete, that it was, you know, hard in the beginning and uh, you couldn't get into the facilities over there at Commonwealth. But have you found it, or were you able to found or find some sort of uh, a system or a rhythm to, to your workout plan? Yeah, yeah, and I think that a lot of it comes down to creating like a morning routine, right? So like, um, I'm a big fan of it. Should I get some like a deep stretch or yoga, yoga in the morning? Um, and lucky, lucky for me, I have a um, a gym upstairs, so I'm able to use that. Um, it's not that big of a gym. It just has a couple of dumbbells and, and a treadmill. So it's it's more so like I said before, it's about creating a habit, or creating creating a morning schedule or routine for yourself that. Um, you can stick to just to stay in shape, mm-hmm. um, go back to fundamentals. So then when the time is ready, all you got to do is tweak a couple of things um, and you, you should be decent for, for camp. Kwaku Botang joining us from the Edmonton Elks, a fine defensive end. Look forward to seeing him on the field. Of course, we got another step to go through early next week, but uh, it, it's looking, it's looking promising for a 2021 season. Uh, okay. So, Let's just paint the scenario here. You know, it's everything's just kind of hearsay right now, but I'm sure you've had discussions with, with certain people. So we're hearing a training camp uh, would begin somewhere in, what, the second week in July. Okay. Uh, there are no preseason games, it looks like. Uh, there's going to be scrimmages. Uh, but tell me, like, have you – is it too early to develop that mindset of – man, I'm going to be back on the field soon and I haven't been on a football field with my teammates in so long. Is there, is there the nervous anticipation kind of starting to ramp up a little bit about that or, or how are you handling that when, and I'm interested if the discipline that you talk about is, is factoring into that question. Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think for me personally, just cause um, I, I still like consider myself new to the league. Um, there's no better like coming back, the nerves that, I would feel coming back. I don't think would surpass the nerves that I felt when I made the jump from university to pros or even high school to university, right? Like those jumps, like the butterflies or the feeling making those jumps are far greater than coming back to play. If anything, the feeling that I'll have is more so like, like I'm finally on the field, like I'm excited, like, okay, let's get the ball rolling. If anything, I'm like, I'm more excited to be on the field, less, less anxious and more excited. Um, I think that really goes back to just making sure that you're you're preparing yourself, um, staying in shape, and making sure that um, you're available for for the team when 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 they call upon you. Uh, no preseason games. Is that buggy? I mean, it, it is what it is, right? I mean, you you got to kind of get going here as soon as you can. But uh, is 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 that going to be something that's going to be a little different? Me personally, I uh, me personally, I've always been the type of person that. I just want to play the game. So preseason games, if, um, um, you know, <laughs> so I like I like preseason games because it gives you a chance to get in like real game, like real speed action. Um, so that's definitely that's definitely a big loss. But I think that everyone's just gonna be so amped just to play, just to play. So yeah. we'll just have to adapt on um, as we go. And I think that this season, if we do have a season, um, will be a lot of that just adapting as we go. But end day, it's going to be a unique season if we have it because 
everyone's going through it. Um, like there's no, it, it, no one's ever had to go through it like this way. So it's going to be interesting, and I think it's going to be an exciting season, season if we're able, if we're able to pull it off. Absolutely. As we're joined by Kwaku Botang, Edmonton Elks uh, defensive end here on 6:30, Chad uh, Inside Sports. So a, a couple, a couple more questions for you, specifically to your D line. Uh, Going to be weird not to have Amando Sewell around, isn't it? 100, percent 100, especially for me personally. Um, I've always looked up to Amando Sewell. Um, I don't think that's a secret. Amando Sewell. Um, a lot of the guys that came in with. Um, whether it's Philip Hunt or Aldo Willis, um, you could come with all those guys that I, that I played with my first year. Mad respect for them because um, they helped me develop myself on and off the field as a pro athlete. So not having him there is definitely going to be um, maybe maybe a slight culture shock, but I think it just really enables me to step further into um, being more dominant on the line, right? Um, Make, making me even big, bigger plays on the field. So, um, and I'm up for the challenge. I'm always excited for new opportunities and new challenges. Are you excited for your uh, your bookend in Sean Lemon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lemon, <laughs> Lemon is he's, he's an awesome dude. So, um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be um, again if we're able to if we're able to play this season. I think it's going to be um, like we're about to go buck wild in the backfield. Um, so, um, so that's what we're envisioning. Uh, he's obviously, you know, his career stacks, um, and he has a lot of sacks. So we'll be doing a lot of things in the backfield. So, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. We have Jake Sorensen coming back. We have Mike Moore still here. So mm -hmm. like the, the D line is going to be insane. It's going to be insane. So it's really a question of when are we going to be able to be let, let loose. And you got, got Matthew Betts around as well, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. still got um, Betts. We got Coach Maxi um, running the running the calls on on D line. So, uh, like, I'm excited. Yeah, Coach Maxi might be the key to all of this, right? I mean, he's 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 tremendous, isn't he? I mean, I know 100%. you and I have talked about Coach Max before, but uh, I mean, he he just seems to know how to get the best out of all of you. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. No lies being told. So um, the other consistent uh, aspect of having your bookend being Sean Lemon is it's not going to be quiet over there. It's never been quiet for you. You've had Odell Willis, you've had Nick Usher, and now you're going to have Sean Lemon who who likes to have a good time. So so that doesn't change either. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I, funny enough, I was actually um, talking about this. Uh, one of one of my athletes I trained through Sacks Rack. Uh, asked me why don't I talk when I get mic'd up on TSN? He literally asked me this this weekend, and I was like, <laughs> "What do you mean?" And he's like, "You never talk." I'm like, "Cause I don't have the energy to talk. Like I don't. I'm too focused on passion. I'm too focused on doing my job. So I leave that stuff to the opposite side." And you're right. It's always been Odell or Nick Usher, and now it's gonna be Sean Lemon. So um, I let them do the talking. Cause if 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 you put another like someone like me on the opposite side, the D line would be quiet. Like we'd get a sack and no one would say anything, <laughs> <laughs> right? So um, we definitely need to have that contrast, that yin and yang. And that's why I said um, it's going to be an exciting year for able to play. And um, the, the Elk D line is going to be fantastic for sure. No question. Uh, how's the business studies going? Because uh, I know you revealed to uh, Rita a couple years ago that that was uh, that was definitely ongoing uh, and something that you're you're definitely into. So how how's that going right now? Yeah, um, I actually um, I'm actually working on um, acquiring acquiring the CFP designation right now. That's one of the goals that I definitely want to um, 
always chase coming out of university. Um, so it's a great opportunity for me to start working towards that. And with that, the future is for me to have um, Watson Financial really help out um, the youth, especially the athletes, student athletes, just prepare for themselves or improve their financial situations and whatnot. So that's a long-term goal. So um, I know I got a lot in, a lot going on, but um, I'm really excited to play play ball when it comes back, and really really emphasize the, what I've been telling my athletes: just sacks for rack and uh, being able to focus on being more than an athlete. And that's what that's where my vision is really at right now. All right. Uh, quickly, uh, where can people find Sacks for Racks, by the way? Oh, you can find Sacks for Racks anywhere. Um, you can find it on Instagram, TikTok, yeah. Twitter. Um, and uh, the handle for all of them are usually is uh, Sacks for Racks. So that's S-A-C-K-S. And it's a number four and Racks, R-A-C-K-S. So um, feel free to follow, um, check out the website, whatever you um, may. Yeah, it, it's it's a good site. I follow it as well, and uh, I just I just love watching the, you know, the, the teachability of it for sure. So that that's great. Quaku, great to hear your voice again, and uh, really hope we're seeing you on the field in about a month. Okay. I hope so too. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Quaku Boateng. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Edmonton Elks defensive end. So into the second intermission, the Islanders up 4-1 on the Boston Bruins. Yes, 4-1 on the Boston Bruins. Islanders 20 minutes away from back-to-back appearances in the Stanley Cup Final Four. They would play the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Vegas Golden Knights at home to the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow. A win by the Knights, and they advance to their Stanley Cup semifinal to play the Montreal Canadiens. If the Avs come back, this has been... uh, it was a homer series until last night, but now the uh, Avs have to win on the road to force a game seven. That would take place on Saturday. We're going to hit the links next. We're going to head out to the Ranch Golf and Country Club and talk with Murray McCourt about uh, how things are going at the ranch. And can you imagine having a six-shot lead in the third round and being told you have COVID, you have to you have to leave the course now? Talk about that with John Rom in a moment on six thirty. Chat Inside Sports. underway in Long Island Islanders with a three goal lead on a pair of goals from Brock Nelson is fifth and six goals of the playoffs also Kyle Palmieri scoring his seventh of the playoffs Travis Zajac got the uh, ball rolling with the scoring uh, tonight for both teams his first of the playoffs Brad Marchant power play goal seventh goal of the playoffs the only goal for the Bruins uh, who are not having a very good five on five game at all 
as the uh, Islanders in control here, 4-1. And a win will advance them to the Stanley Cup semifinal, which will begin uh, either on the weekend or some point uh, next week. And uh, we will have the games for you right here on 630 Chad, your voice of the Oilers and the NHL. So we'll carry the Stanley Cup semifinal and the Stanley Cup final in their uh, entirety. So there you go. These, this Islanders team is uh, is fun to watch. Um, do I still have it? No, I lost it. No, maybe I do have it. Yes, here's Mike Kelly. Mike Kelly, who uh, contributes for NHL Network. Yeah, I did lose it. But basically just said that uh, just to uh, – he's a very good analytics uh, uh, person and, and does it in a way where you, you can understand it. But uh, just talked about how the Islanders just – have players that just play above themselves right now, you know, and elevate their game. And, um, you know, there's, this is not the high, most highly skilled team in the world, but man, they work, they work really hard. So that's the template you need. The, the Canadians do it. The Tampa Bay lightning are just blessed with so much skill. It's almost not even fair. <laughs> anyway, um, it, it, it hasn't been, Great weather this week for golf, but uh, the good weather is coming uh, this week. Uh, Friday should be uh, the start of a good run for weather, but uh, I think things might be better down at the Ranch Golf and Country Club compared to our uh, last visit with Murray McCourt, who is the uh, GM and executive golf pro for the ranch. Uh, Murray, nice to have you back on the show. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm good. The only reason I say that is when we had you on last and you're on with Reed, uh, the rules for golf changed for a short time, thankfully, where, well, you're only playing with twosomes and, uh, or no, it was, you can only golf with your, within your household or with your two cohorts, but did you just go down to twosomes and singles for, for a bit? Yeah, we sure did. Now you said that was a short time. That three weeks seemed like an eternity. It, uh, <laughs> I bet. it was it was torture. But you know what? At the end of the day, uh, it all worked out. Uh, three weeks of pain for some long term gain gain here as the numbers dropped like crazy uh, with COVID. And uh, you know we're we're in a lot better place today than uh, than we maybe all thought we would have been at this stage. So that's all great. But you're right. We did go down to twosomes. We did close the gap a little bit. We normally do 10-minute tee time intervals, and we went to seven minutes and eight minutes, seven minutes and eight minutes for intervals so we could still keep the pace of play moving fairly well and then have our guests have a have a great experience when they're out playing with us at the ranch, as we always strive for. But, uh, but yeah, it was different. There's no question. Yeah, hopefully you never have to go through that experience again because uh, you know that, that was that was tough. So things, so how are things now? Like for people who didn't really know what the rules are or what the protocols were now, like where where are we at now? I know things are better, but 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 maybe just uh, flush that out here. Well, phase two starts tomorrow, so really tomorrow mm-hmm. is uh, oh pretty much normal. I mean, you. you uh, even the last uh, little bit with phase one, we were back to foursomes and you had to have uh, your power cart was household only or single cohort. But even that uh, changes with phase two that you can ride with your cart with anybody. We won't be asking anybody anymore. That question of single cohort or household only is no longer a question with this phase. Uh, our inside the restaurant at the, uh, at the ranch and every restaurant gets to open tomorrow Fully, no more uh, dining only with your household or cohort only, but it is a maximum of six people per table. So if you're out with a bigger group, you do have to uh, have a maximum of six people at, at your table. 
until stage three starts. So that's a nice change coming into play for tomorrow. Like, you know, even today, uh, when I left work today, we had six or seven tables on our patio, but I don't know that I would have wanted to sit on a patio today. But, uh, <laughs> you know, at least uh, tomorrow uh, in this cooler weather days like today uh, and rainy days, people can start sitting inside again. So that's, uh, you know, another yeah. great step in the right direction. A little normalcy coming back here. Yeah, no, no question, which we all need. And there will be, everyone will be sitting inside tomorrow, I think, because if, you know, I think this rain is going to be a, a little bit more consistent and throughout the day, uh, unfortunately. But then here comes Friday. Friday is, looks like it's the start of uh, some nice weather. So there'll be a lot of uh, people sitting on the patio for sure, Murray. So that, that that's that's a good sign. Uh, as we're joined by Murray, Mc, Murray McCourt, the GM and executive golf pro of the Ranch Golf and Country Club here on 630 Jet Inside Sports. Did I see correctly on... On your uh, Twitter account, can you play? Is there? Can you can you play the, the like like four holes and and that's it? If you yeah. wanted to, is, is that correct? Now later in the evenings, uh, well, well, yeah. we have a sundowner rate where that starts uh, you know, later in the evenings where there's only time left to play nine holes. Uh, but mm -hmm. once it's too late in the evening to even get nine holes in, we've come up with this idea. Uh, that uh, I, I think is going to be highly successful called the our, our sunset express rate. So an hour and a half before dark, uh, you can come out uh, for uh, ready for this price, uh, David. You might be need to sit down for this for nineteen dollars. You can come out and get a nineteen dollars large bucket of balls and walk uh, holes one through four. Number four finishes right uh, back at our clubhouse. Uh, so the, our little four-hole loop and a large bucket of balls for $19 uh, later on. Unreal. So a great deal, great opportunity for people that want to get out and get a little practice uh, in the evening or, you know, families get their kids out to, to play just a couple holes. Maybe nine holes is, is too much. Uh, a great family outing and... And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, newer, newer golfers again that maybe think that nine holes might be a little much, but uh, four holes is where they want to want to start. So lots of different uh, people, I think, might be pretty interested in, uh, in that initiative yeah. that we come up with. Well, if you give them a bit, a bit of a taste, then maybe they can kind of scale it, right? Because and I think I thought it was brilliant because I think maybe that's what the golf industry needs to maybe trend towards this is just me speaking but at nine is arduous 18 seems like a marathon just just almost like just like i can't i can't do this for 18 holes especially if you're a beginner golfer but 18 i mean you get that done in an hour and a bit and you're good and maybe you get the the juices flowing and you want to try it again well yeah for sure and, and you know getting kids involved or the newer golfers and giving them that uh, experience and that taste and, and get them excited about playing is what we want we want to get uh, get more people involved in the game and grow the game and and that's uh, one way we feel we have an opportunity to to give that chance to people uh, let's update the hockey game here. Uh, Brad Marchand has scored another power play goal, eighth goal of the postseason. So the Bruins have cut the lead uh, to 4-2. Islanders still in front with about, uh, let's see here, 11 minutes and change to go here in the third period. Game six, East final with the Islanders leading three games to two. As we're joined by Murray McCourt from the Ranch Golf and Country Club. Okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, PGA game. Uh, John Rahm, wow. Third round on Saturday. And if you saw it live and you saw Jim Nance 
trying to navigate what was happening in front of him. I mean, from a broadcaster standpoint, it was amazing because uh, like he just didn't know how to handle it and didn't want to say anything to, you know, to assume anything. But what happened was John Rom with a six shot lead was pulled because he tested positive for COVID-19. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that is shocking really. And, you know, he knew he had been tested. He, he knew he was a close contact. And, you know, a big question uh, comes to play, especially in the United States, how he had only had one dose of vaccine and only a, not the two-week window before that when it was so readily available to, to people. So that's a big question I would have is why in the world wasn't he vaccinated sooner? But that's mm. a personal choice, and, and he made it, and it cost him $1.65 million dollars. Uh, <laughs> Uh, big, big, big uh, mistake there. No question uh, about it. But you know, it was so interesting how they did do it, and I, I get why they did it then, because they didn't want them, you know, shaking hands and high fiving with the crowd and all that kind of stuff. But boy, you'd think maybe you want to give that information in a little more private setting if if you can. And uh, you know, my first instinct went to, oh, something happened in his family, or somebody yeah. passed away, or something. The way he collapsed down to his knees and all that. But I guess maybe you or I might collapse down to our knees if we just realized 1.65 million dollars went out of our pockets too. So that's a tough one. And even yeah. look at the, the how that scales down is caddy. Caddies uh, of the winners uh, typically get 10%. So that caddy just lost $165,000 and you know they don't he, he doesn't have the money that John Rom has. So that's probably even bigger to him maybe than that money to John Rom. But you know so just a a crazy situation and yeah. You know, a lot of people say, well, geez, could they not have just put him out as a single? And, you know, that's not, not the rules. The rules are that if yeah. you get COVID, you just have to, you're, you're out. And they, they can't, uh, you know, they can't change the rules just because he's winning. Where lots of other players yeah. had COVID and they didn't let them play by themselves, even if they weren't in contention. So they can't just change the rules because he was winning. But what a crazy situation. Uh, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, no question about it. Um, okay, rivalries in golf. You know, there's not a whole lot of uh, rivalries in the history of golf. I know Tiger and, and, and Phil Mickelson. We'll talk about Phil a little bit later. Um, had one, I guess. But uh, it, it's it's quite uh, apparent that Bryson DeChambeau and uh, Brooks Kepka don't like each other. And I found it very amusing. I think it was yesterday when Brooks Kepka said, I think it's great. It, it's just good for the sport. I don't like him. He doesn't like me. So it's almost like it, it, the, the discord was was pretty evident. But now, like, Kepka's going, let's embrace it now. I, I can't stand him. He can't stand me. It's good for golf. Well, in some ways, sure. But I, I want to I know how many people like either of those guys. Uh, Good point. Kepka, you know, he uh, is not a very popular fella. And, you know, what? Uh, us Canadians, when he comes out and says that he's playing in the Canadian Open, uh, he doesn't really care about the tournament uh, at all. It's just a warm-up for, for the major that was upcoming. I mean, that's pretty insulting to the Canadian Open and, and whatnot. And, you know, sometimes people just need to have better filters and even if you're thinking something you just shouldn't say it all the time right and and yeah. they, you know we all see Deschambeau and the way he treats uh, you know rules officials and just some of the things that have gone on with with him uh, on the tour they're, I mean, they're they're neither of them are 
easy guys to like and that whole scenario where you know, DeChambeau walked behind him in an interview. I mean, just disrespectful behavior. And, and uh, so I can get why Kepka didn't like it and gave him the eye roll. And but yeah, you know what? It's, it's not the worst thing. I think we all would love to see them get paired in the U.S. Open uh, upcoming U.S. Open, wouldn't we? Wouldn't that make it for a lot, uh, little extra uh, juice for the tournament? Yep. If any tournament's going to do it, it's the U.S. Open. They'll just go, yeah, ah, sure. hey, we love the ratings. Come on now, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think more people would tune in. So, you don't, as you said, you don't get a lot of that in golf. And, and so with this type of scenario, it would almost be wise for them to do that. And I think the, the attention that it would get and the ratings that it would get would be... Uh, be good for the sport so bring it on let's uh let's see it happen well let's end on a good note and uh the best thing that happened in between your appearances here on the show is that phil mickelson won the pga championship in uh in just uh just stellar style just really magical his performance no question i i don't think i i know i certainly didn't think he was going to be able to hang on i was watching on the saturday with my wife and he had a five-stroke lead and uh, on the Saturday, and I said to my wife, There's, uh, Mickelson is not going to win this tournament. Someone else is going to catch him and and take him down. And, uh, you know, I think most people thought that, but good for him for hanging in there at his age. And, you know, he doesn't necessarily hit the ball straight off the tee all the time, but he found a way to, to get it done and, and make a, a special, special moment in golf. It was great to be able to, to watch it. And I think it's a moment in golf that we're all going to remember for a long time. And, and, you know, you put that with Tiger and his master's victory and, uh, you know, Jack and, and that his last master's win. I mean, some of those moments are just so memorable and so special. And, and that uh, absolutely that uh, win by Phil Mickelson uh, was, was one of those moments and it cemented him as, uh, you know, one of the, one of the elite golfers of all time. All right, Murray, give uh, people uh, the uh, info on if they want to book a tee time or want more information on the Ranch Golf and Country Club. Uh, how can they do that? You bet. Well, we have a, a fabulous website, www.theranchgolf.com. You can book uh, tee times that way uh, through our website as well. You can always give us a call, 780-470-4700, and love to have you out. And uh, our course is just in fabulous condition, as always. And uh, we get to be in the restaurant. Our food is great. Our service is great. It's a perfect spot to come and play your next round. Murray, thanks again, and uh, we'll talk to you next month, okay? All right. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too, Murray McCourt, GM and executive uh, golf pro at the Ranch Golf and Country Club. How about the rivalry between Happy Gilmore and Bob Barker? <laughs> That's classic. The price is wrong, I mean, Bob. 
Yeah, there's lines we cannot repeat, especially that's, Bob That's Parker the television <laughs> version. That's If you see it on, like, the big national broadcaster or wherever else you watch your movies, <laughs> that's usually the version you get. Now, if you pay for the over-the-top stuff, like Super Channel or something, then they play the other version, which is the, yes. the classic version. So, there we go. The version that we cannot say on this uh, very radio station and radio program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. I don't think there's a better rivalry in golf, whether it was fiction or nonfiction, than Adam Sadler and Bob Barker, for sure. That comes from the CertainTeed Hotline, professional-grade building materials, pro all the way. So 4-2 is the lead, getting to the late stages in uh, Long Island. Islanders uh, hanging on to that 4-2 lead, about two and a half minutes left to go, a win by the Islanders, and they advance to the Stanley Cup semifinal to face the Tampa Bay Lightning. Blue Jays in action. They're down 2-1 to the Chicago uh, White Sox in the bottom of the fifth inning, that game on the road for the Jays. NBA tonight, uh, game just underway in uh, Phoenix, the uh, Suns with a 1-0 lead against the Denver Nuggets in the series and up 22-18 uh, on the Nuggets, who uh, have Nikola Jokic on their team. And he is the MVP for the 2020-2021 season. Uh, he was uh, asked uh, before the game, uh, uh, well, th- th- this this is what happened. It's about his day off. Nikola, did you do anything fun over the last two days of no practice? No. What you do? I was watching Pokemon for five hours. Pokemon? Yeah. He was watching Pokemon for five hours. You can do that. There's enough of it. Yeah, watch 50 hours of Pokemon if you wanted to. Probably more like 100, 200. Now, do you want to? Um, not after the first couple of seasons. I mean, <laughs> I, I was big into it as a kid. And so, like, you know, watching it as a kid and that stuff, I've, I've, I've got into, like, the first two seasons. And then by the time yeah. I got into junior high, it was kind of like, eh, it's not as cool anymore. So, yeah, just like a lot of things, right? Yeah. You know, just things kind of fizzle out. By the way, I would put the uh, meter about how uh, things are going upstairs with my uh, kids and my wife having to manage those two uh, rugrats who I love with uh, more than life itself. While dad is uh, dad and husband is downstairs doing a radio show, it's mm-hmm. uh, about a four. So it's kind of ticked back a little bit, but still pretty good. Still pretty good. That's awesome. Uh, this is a, yeah. So uh, I mean, overall, I'm just gonna say. Kids, don't mess it up over the last two nights, okay? Just don't do that. Let's maintain – if we can maintain a solid four, I'm good with that. Uh, just want to mention this. Uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame is moving this year's induction ceremony for Canadian Larry Walker and others from July 25th to September 8th, so a crowd may attend as uh, COVID restrictions ease. So that's great. It'll be great to see Larry Walker finally enshrined into uh, Cooperstown for sure. So uh, late, late, late and the uh, New York Islanders moments away from advancing to round three of the Stanley Cup playoffs and take on the Lightning in the Stanley Cup semifinal. Thanks to producer Brendan Clack, to our technical producer, Kellen Kennedy. My name is Dave Campbell. We'll talk to you tomorrow night on 6.30 Chad Inside Sports. Have a good evening. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.